Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name's David Reed, and this is Merrick Larwood. Hello, film lovers. Welcome to... The 88th most popular film podcast is that in, right? the, in the world. Wow. I don't even know how people find out about this podcast. There's no publicity at all. It's no, just, it's uh, just word of mouth, isn't it? Round the world of mouth. Well, if you're still listening, we're, this is 160-something episodes. Yeah, we've done a lot. Well done to you. Yeah, yeah. That is, uh, And if you want to see what a commitment that is, just take that number and then add the words weeks of our life at the end of it yeah I don't do anything else apart from do this no anyway um, so the Oscar nominations wraps we, we've been going to see um, some Oscar nominated films and some not nominated Oscar films yes I mean that's, that's a two that's a two categories we've been, films, we've been seeing films basically um, yes we talked about the best film nominations sort of loosely last week um, uh, so we're going to talk about the best actor and actress um, so the best actor nominations Steve Carell, Foxcatcher. Yes, we talked about briefly last week. Uh, Bradley Cooper, American Sniper. Still not seen it. His third nomination in a row, apparently. I don't understand this Bradley Cooper thing. Me neither. He seems fine. Yeah. You know? He's never blown me away in anything. Especially, well, I hope he doesn't as a sniper. Well, I enjoyed him in the A-Team. That was the pinnacle for me. Benedict Cumbersnatch. Yep. Uh, the Imitation Game. Yep. Michael Keaton, Birdman. Yes, please. Eddie Redmayne, Theory Everything. Yep. I've seen four of these five, and I think it's between Keaton and Redman. We talked about it last week. If you want to go, so I don't know what I'm yeah. talking about now. Two two Etonians on the on that list. That is weird. That's weird. That's two guys from one school. It's so nice seeing um, people from Eton do well. <laughs> Best actress, yeah, Marion Cotillard. Two days, one night. I love her. I love her. But you saw one, that. You uh, said it was a bit boring. Awful, boring yeah. film. Yeah, yeah. Like a, a a really rubbish documentary. Felicity Jones, theory of everything. She, she's a, a newbie relatively isn't she yeah, Julianne Moore still Alice Rosamund Pike Gone Girl Reef Witherspoon Wild ok uh, Julianne Moore seems to get nominated every year she's going to be the new Meryl Streep who's also been nominated every year yeah absolutely Meryl Streep could just basically shit in a bin and she'd be nominated well she? she played a singing witch and got nominated Did you, is she nominated this year no she's not yeah she is, she is. Best supporting, oh best yeah. supporting ok um, yeah I think uh, I've seen three of these Performances, so I can't. I think Felicity Jones should get this. Okay, she's brilliant. Um, so this, this, that's enough. Of that, is it? <laughs> well, I've, I've not seen these films, so I can't really comment. I mean, there's there's lots of talented people there, but um, 
you know, this is a this is a, a loose film chat from normal people rather than these well, people who've seen absolutely everything. You say normal. Well, you know, from from not special people. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, David. You're welcome. I went to see Whiplash. Yeah. And how was it? Very, very good. Excellent. Uh, do you want to give our audience a uh, a brief uh, description of what it's this film is? It's about music. Um, so what it is, uh, this drummer called Andrew, um, he's at the Schaefer, this fictional music college, uh, and uh, the most famous, it's supposed to be the best music college in, in America. Top Gun Academy for drums. Pretty much. And he's playing drums in a band, and the best band uh, at their college is run by the. Uh, I can't remember his, his name is Fletcher. I mean, played by J.K. Simmons, who is this autocrat. Is that right? Dictator-like sort yeah. of. Um, it, uh, tyrannical. It, tyrannical is a much better word. Yeah, he's a tyr- the tyr- tyrannosaur. <laughs> yes, he almost too. He's certainly a monster. That's right. Um, he runs. He's the biggest mentor of this, the best band there. The and that goes in for the competitions, and he basically run, rules it with an iron rod. And you make one slight mistake, yeah, like a Nazi dictator yeah. type. Um, I don't know even who the head of what's the word for a head of a band. Well, what kind of band are we talking? Jazz band. Jazz band. Is he a conductor? What's he do? He's, he's more than that. He's everything. He's uh-huh. the heartbeat. Does he play in the band? Then? No, he oh, that's odd. Just runs it. Band leader. Yeah, but I think it's called band leader. So it's about it's about mute. It's about obsession. It's about attaining greatness and about someone whose um, le- whose levels of great beyond setting beyond average levels of greatness. Okay, and it's almost like a bit like Top Gun. It's all like a thriller with set in a mu- in the world of music. Is there a lot of drumming in the soundtrack? There's a lot of drumming and incredible drumming. It's it makes what's interesting with this film. My favourite two films that the nominees I've seen so far are Birdman, which is incredible, and Whiplash. This one, which both with also, drumming soundtracks, and that's an odd coincidence yeah. as well. But it's it make the, the subject matter to make a dramatic film out of not that much. We talked about premises in the in the past and bad films with good premises and good films yeah, with bad yeah. premises. This. If you said it's a story about a, a drummer and his tutor who are both trying to attain perfection and striving for this at, at, at the cost of their other aspects of their lives, um, you would think, well, that doesn't sound that amazing. But the way this is done, and there's been some criticism with them adding drama to something where and making it too extreme. Yeah. But oh, I thought it was... A, the undertone of this is basically that what is perfection and what you should strive for with your life that message yes that averageness is not acceptable which is quite which is it's great a, I think it's a, yeah it is a well I think averageness is fine I mean uh, uh, if, if, if everyone didn't achieve averageness it wouldn't be the average so um, it, I can see how it would appeal to Hollywood though that idea of it's okay to be an asshole as long as I am doing better than everybody else um, but this is I think the two things it's the two performances so Andrew is played by Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons um, who's nominated for Best Supporting Actor uh, 
plays a tutor. It's they're both their performances are great. Do you it? think and anyone in this film and this film stands a chance though against the competition? Because is it just not? Is it not just a sort of honourable mention? No, it's a great. A JK, it's between J.K. Simmons and um, Thingy and Birdman. Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Okay. Very close. I personally slightly favour Ed Norton, but I think J.K. Simmons might get it for. Basically, the film's on their shoulders. Yeah. And it's a great film. Well, that's 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 interesting that it's a best supporting role, but the film's on their shoulders because I don't think Birdman is on Ed Norton's shoulders. I think he's fantastic in it. But it's firmly on Keaton's shoulders, you know. Yeah. But J.K. Simmons is the poster boy of of uh, Whiplash. I've got to say, their poster, the orange poster on the tube. Yeah, yeah. With him standing on the drumstick, like a, it's a like it's a gangplank. A brilliant poster. Yeah. It's one of the best Simple. posters. Of, yeah, posters of recent times. I'm tempted to get the postcard of that from my wall. A postcard. But the music afterwards. It. What's great about this film? I think I've not, as usual, I've not described it in the best way. Uh, it changes the way you think about music, and it changes. You listen to that, listen to the soundtrack beforehand, yeah, and you go, "Oh, that's some jazz being played." You listen to it afterwards, and it completely alters the way. And the as someone who's not, I'm not musically inclined, and you are. The work and the effort and the years and years of study to get to a level where a group of people can play a precise, you know. T- to the, with that level of precision mm. to level perfection you start to appreciate that Yeah. and when a film does that when it makes you appreciate something before you take for granted then it's in a way it's successful and it's more than uh, it's, it does it was filmed in 19 days this film what? 19 days and it won a 3 million budget so you're up against Birdman which is I don't know 30 million yeah. film for you it's filmed and you can tell where they've cut costs where you don't see big sort of uh, or you don't see shots of huge audiences. It's all quite shot. You can tell it's shot quite cheaply. They do an audience with the sound effects rather than with it. Yeah, they do get, have ways of getting around that. But right. they did this in 19 days. It's I mean, I barely, barely Does J.K. Simmons play the drums days. in it then? Or is he no, just the band just leader? Band leader. Okay. He plays the piano. So they've one. cast someone who's a phenomenal percussionist well, in the leading he was, role. What's he like as an actor? No, he was. He's an actor before. He's played... Um, it, you might recognise him. He's actually he plays someone who who kills someone's in a cut in Nicole Kidman's film. I can't remember what it's called. Um, about a car crash. You can see the he was actually in the car crash himself. Miles Teller, his name is. He's very good because he's got not he's not a, a classically handsome person. You know, he's an interesting yeah. face. He's an interesting character, and it's really nice. I always. Sort of, Try and big up these characters who aren't the classic Hollywood things. They're far more interesting to watch. Mm. Uh, he was in the, the Rabbit Hole, where he plays the, the boy who's killed Nicole Kidman's son in a car crash. Okay, yeah. And he's done quite a few different parts. He's very good. Um, he had he was taught the drums. He played anyway. He was more of a rock drummer. Had to be relearn the drums as a jazz drummer because they hold the drumsticks differently. Yes, they do. And he had a uh, four hours, you know, a day for three months, so it would look realistic, and it does look totally realistic. You believe he's playing the drums, I and mean, as a drummer yourself, I'm fascinated. I want to see your... it. I, I totally want to see it. Um, it makes you want to go and listen to jazz music, which is a feat. In itself. And I have never wanted to do that, even as a drummer. Um, yeah. And there's one speech in it. Well, I won't do a spoiler. J.K. Simmons is this, this brilliant speech, which is a, it's 
a great moment, a classic moment in the film, and that is a, an audition speech that, that sums up the whole ethos of the film. And I thought you enjoy it more and more as you go through it, and you, it's about the obsession with something, yeah. and how you can only achieve greatness with obsession. I think it's true in some ways, and it stayed with you. I mean, Birdman stayed with me a bit, but this film has stayed with me a bit more, I think. Birdman, I can personal. see that potentially what John Luke Roberts was getting at when we first talked about Birdman is that the more you sort of mull over Birdman in your head sorry but he's playing with a, a dead squeaky toy so it's making some odd noises in the background um, the more you mull over it in your head the more you actually go there wasn't much below the surface of Birdman but boy what a surface you know what I mean where you know it, it does sort of disappear into nothing almost because it, it, it there wasn't a greater meaning you know I'm just disturbed by but it's noise do you want me to take it off him? <laughs> sorry fella leave Good boy. Anyway, uh, Whiplash, do go and see it. There's some great films on the list this year. I'll give it nine, nine Marix. So Birdman still wins. You gave Birdman ten. Yeah, I don't. Could just, I'm interested to see how they stand up to the second viewing. That's always a good yeah, yeah. test of how great a film is. Yeah, yeah. Um, should we read some letters we've had in? Yeah. Well, who's who's written in? Um, okay. Okay, it's uh, Fran Jolly has written in. Fran Jolly, and he's seen quite a lot of the uh, nominees. Uh, where's Fran from? Uh, uh, I don't know. A uh, good day, film fanatics and a dog. Thank you for giving me an excuse to the Action Aid chuggers. I explained that I have emailed Film Fandango and therefore do not need to donate to starving African children. They beg to differ, but surely you wouldn't lie. But that's something we said a few weeks ago. I, I said you need to donate to this podcast, otherwise a starving African child dies. That's right. Well, he said he's emailed to us and that's enough. No. You are wrong, franchise. No. In fact, more die. <laughs> I saw Whiplash, Theory of Everything, Birdman and Foxcut. Karcher in the last few weeks Whiplash gets my nod for the Oscar as it's one of the most enjoyably tense experiences I've had at the flicks for a long long time it's a simple idea acted and directed to perfection and the final scene is one of the best ten minutes in modern cinema Foxcatcher is interesting but lacks any likeable characters so after an hour you question if you really need to watch the film or just go to Wikipedia Birdman has a lot of good ideas, but lacks a real payoff. Theory of Everything is really good. The best biopic of the year. Have you seen What We Do in the Shadows? The best comedy from last year, and painfully under-distributed. Um, I was going to go and see What We Do in the Shadows yesterday, but a casting uh, overran, so I missed the beginning, so I didn't go. I will see it. That What We Do in the Shadows is... Um, uh, a vampire film. It looks like the good version of Dark Shadows, to be honest. Yeah, I'm vampire seen. comedy. Um, here's another letter from um, Darren Rogers. He doesn't say what. Uh, what should I do it as? Uh, a friendly dinosaur. Hello, David and Merrick. I'm answering your plea for listener emails, but I'm not sure what to discuss. So I've just thought of a random topic. Have you ever gone to see a film without knowing the plot and been pleasantly surprised? I saw True Romance in South Carolina 
and we didn't know what the film was about. We just chose it as we thought it sounded romantic. It's now one of my favourite films. Also, thank you, Marek, for recommending The Heat. I wouldn't have watched it without your praise, and I really enjoyed it. Although my partner and I did spend the first 15 minutes discussing what Sandra Bullock had done with her face. <laughs> Keep watching the films. Darren. Did you recommend The Heat? I thought it was yeah. me who recommended no, The I Heat. No, I recommend that you watched it afterwards. Oh, is that right? It's, it's all down in podcast good. history, yeah. Bloody good Mr. film. Mr McCarthy, brilliant. Yeah, Sandra Bullock's brilliant as well. Weird. All faces gone weird. Um, yeah. So, uh, what was the question? Films you didn't know the plot of, but you've been pleasantly surprised. By. I can't remember now, but it's definitely a phenomenon where when you just risk something that you've heard nothing about and it blows you away. Yeah. Like uh, Nebraska, I had no clue what that was about, and you just have that added element of surprise on everything. So there's no it. It, it's a subtle damage it does to your enjoyment of something seeing a trailer but it does do it because you've seen that shot before you've seen that line before you've done, and it just chips away at, at the experience that's of it. the problem I think is that when you go to cinema it's only really foreign films that surprise you don't because whatever. no one's talking about them which is you know just enhances their appeal go I and think. see a film called Get Out Kolya really old K-O-L-Y-A a Russian film about an old man and a violinist and a kid is really good so most of the films yeah you've just seen all the trades I've got to say the advert thing is getting ridiculous I went to when I went to go and see Whiplash or it was 20 minutes of adverts yeah, before yeah. the before the trailers crazy crazy it used to be like you know 10 10 yeah, then 15 15 20 minutes of adverts yeah and then you after that you've got you know another 10 15 minutes of trailers bullshit <laughs> total bullshit um great well thank you for your letters um, if you'd like to email us then please do so dearfilmfandango at gmail.com or you can write on our Facebook wall forward slash filmfandango or you can tweet us at filmfandango at Mr David Reed or at Marit Larwood and you can donate to help us this podcast fund this podcast because we don't get any freebies or anything no no freebies and we're both out of work mm. <laughs> <laughs> Right, but if you uh, would care to do so, then go to filmfandango.co.uk and follow the links from there. Oh, God. Um, have you been... What have you seen? What have I seen? Well, I actually uh, caught up on an old film that almost passed me by. He, just end of last Nicholas year. Nicholas Cage is in this, I'm going to go mental. No, he's not. He's not. <laughs> I so nearly watched The Dying of the Light to piss you off, but no, I didn't. I watched a film that... Um, Actually, talking about it, I knew nothing about other than the poster and the title, which which actually gives a false impression. I think this film is um, a walk amongst the tombstones. Sounds nice. Which is uh, a lovely, lovely little walk, um, starring Liam Neeson in the poster, wearing um, uh, an overcoat with the the collar turned up and holding a gun. So you action, go, action Neeson. It's just taken again, isn't it? It's not. This film is. Um, it feels like a 90s thriller in that he plays a detective who is hunting a serial killer. Like serial originally, killers. It's based on um, a series of novels about this character and originally uh, Harrison Ford was cast in this role. So it's more that sort of um, Patriot Games, fugitive style feel. You know, it, it's become unfashionable to do the hunting a serial killer thing. I think sort of since Seven, everyone's gone, oh, we can't top that. But... 
it's this is a really well put together film. It's really interesting and fun, and uh, it it manages to avoid cliche really quite well. Um, What's the, what happens in it then? Basically, um, uh, before the titles, Liam Neeson is a cop who uh, is an alcoholic, but it doesn't treat alcoholism like all American Going films to a do. Bar and having a whiskey. Yeah, well, he's in a bar having a whiskey. <laughs> Uh, when, like all alcoholics do, when the uh, the but he's in a booth at the back, so you can't he's see. He's not at the bar. No, he's not at the bar. So from uh, you can't see he's there from the uh, from the door, and the place is held up, and the bartender is shot in the chest with a shotgun, and he's already pissed, but comes out shooting, and he ends up um, uh, killing uh, killing two of the assailants and chasing the other down the street. Get him! shooting wildly anyway that's the beginning that's the setup of his backstory of his character we cut to and that's in 1991 I think we then cut to 99 and uh, he is retired he, he's quit the force and he's now a non-licensed private investigator for sort of cash on the side um, and he's eight years uh, sober um, so he's you know um I mean, that would that would put you off drinking, wouldn't it? If you're in, up in a shoot, I think so. Well, th- there's more to it than that. You find out more of what actually happened from beyond what you saw at the beginning of the film. But um, is it good? Basically, it, it is really good. Uh, what the 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 plot revolves around the fact a drug dealer's uh, girlfriend is kidnapped, and he then pays the uh, kidnappers and. Uh, they end up delivering his girlfriend back to him in the boot of a car in like 50 packets the size of cocaine packets but oh yeah and it's she's dead then yeah she's pretty dead yeah because she wasn't made of Lego in the first place Um, and he's following the mystery of who these uh, who this person is and what they're doing and why and all of that and it's a proper old mystery it's good I don't even, it's got, did this get cinema at least yeah yeah it was it got it got tube posters and oh. everything yeah but I don't I don't know why it sort of passed everyone by I think there were a couple of posters around at is the it time of, because of that were very just... similar there was one of um, uh, a Kevin Costner film that looked very similar to this and the Equalizer as well which had an almost identical poster with Denzel Washington in it at the time I don't know if it just sort of got lost in the noise but it's, it's... strange how all the action heroes all these since Taken they've turned into these older 50s yeah action, yeah that, that it's become acceptable but I sort the... of prefer that I thought, I, like he's the, in his 60s now he's 62 Neeson it's almost like this whole 70s cops when they're all in their you know like Maverick and um uh, I can't remember all the other you know all the like Columbo with more action versions of yeah them. yeah there are more interesting grizzled characters so it's good to have that rather than the young cops yeah yeah I mean I I, I personally find uh, young uh, young protagonists less interesting than the sort of people with history and baggage you know? is, 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 but, it, is it purely down to Liam Neeson is that a turning point the first Taken which was a big success that everyone went okay well, I think we can. Neeson, it, it's, it's. I mean, maybe this is sort of a bit of a gross interpretation, but um, Neeson seemed to go down the dark revenger path soon after the tragic death of his wife. He swapped what kind of roles he was going for. Before that, he was doing stuff like Love Actually and, and political films. Yeah, well. exactly. Um, and now he plays, you know, the the guy with a tragic past. Um, and I can't wait for 20 years time when we're both action heroes that's going to be great isn't it uh, yeah it's. Uh, I look forward to that 
But no, this is this is well worth a watch. It's not perfect. There's something missing, and it's it's directed by and written by a guy called Scott Frank, and he's fascinating because he's written far more films than he's directed. This is only the second film, I think. Uh, he's done uh, an episode of TV or something, but he the second film is directed but he wrote um, Out of Sight one of my favourite films of all time um, and uh, also weirdly Marley and Me which whether you like that's it that's one of my least favourite films I love time. Marley and Me it's a I think it's a very well written film but um, it's uh, you have to like dogs I think to like Marley and Me but he's written he wrote Get Shorty Minority Report was his oh, quite um, different films but Get Shorty's a novel he's, he's, he's basically screenwriting off Adapting that for um... it seems it seems so he he wrote the Wolverine which I didn't think much of but the reason I'm talking about him is so there's 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 a really good screenplay there and it's not badly directed at all it's very well directed but there's just there's a lack of an authorship that would have really elevated this story to I think being a bit of a classic there's, because it doesn't have that stylistic flair it's almost oh, just okay. like it's just been shot there's there's glimpses of it there's one moment where uh, the killer see um has uh, gone to the house of the next victim and realized that he's made a mistake um and is you know there's no one to there's no one to uh kidnap and then the daughter of the uh, person he's been following comes out in a red coat and suddenly the music changes and it goes all slow-mo and it's very Tarantino-esque and, you, and it works, it really works but it's just like it lacks more of those little... Th- I mean, because Seven was so stylish and sort of set the tone for every, th- every thriller afterwards it's yeah. like you need... The, the thriller genre can really be slip more uh, gritty and stylish than this this is but how, apart from that, I think it's I think it's very good. How many Davids? I'd probably give it seven. I think seven Davids. Yeah, it's it's worth seeing. It's worth seeing. Well, that's about it, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, that'll do. Um, but thank you for listening in, listeners. You're the bestest. Um, Keep we'll watching the, the films. films. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.